So you think more of Ryan's face would be beneficial to our viewers and listeners, or it's beneficial in that you don't want to look at the, the contraption and wonder who the creep behind the microphone is. Mm. But at the same time, this is hard to unsee. Mm-hmm. So we, I think we want to see the creep behind the microphone. Lurking. There he is. <laughs> Do not go gentle into that good night. Old age should burn and rave at close of day. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Welcome to Burn and Rave. Uh, I'm the creep behind the microphone. That's right. And I'm the professor. The professor and the creep. Yep. I like it. Should be a sitcom. It should be a sitcom. Well, this kind of is a sitcom. We've already discussed that we don't have faces for television. So, well. We? All right, we discussed me particularly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but this this mug should be I on don't CBS. Feel, mm, you know, you did mm, try out for American Ninja Warrior three times and you got cut the last minute. What do you think happened out there? I did bad. I fell down. I did nothing. You sure did. <laughs> they did And it wasn't them. because you didn't do good, I don't think. It's because they're just like, you know, this other guy. Yeah, way better looking. Plus, they didn't, you know, 5'4", 104 pounds. Oh, he flew it again. It's almost as if his heart is in the right place, but his body is absolutely and then junk. Sam, and then, oh, we thought that short, was short for Samantha. We have to prepare new questions, you know. Can we talk about working out for a second? We can, <laughs> sir. Um, I almost spit out my protein shake when I texted you about coming on to the show. You said, I just worked out. Let me take a shower and I'll be right over. Yeah. And I dropped my phone. I, I was shocked. He did the unthinkable and made a truly disturbing decision. You worked out? I did. What do you mean? Burpees? No. Well, you called me out, sir. Mm. And I took that personal. So I went to Costco and I bought a home gym. Whoa. Yeah. So I have now the guest room in my house now has a foam mat floor and my functional training machine. You bought all that and installed it and, and worked out? And I'm in there out. for hours a day. Wow. Yeah. I've invented so many compound movements. It's amazing. And so you, and this is all out of some kind of revenge? That you're seeking? Somehow when I really want something to happen, somehow it passes from the want side of my brain to the fact side of my brain. And once something does that, it becomes fact. Okay. And I'm starting to figure out that that's probably where the 30-pound weight loss came from. I was probably perfectly healthy the whole time. My brain just convinced itself that it's fact that I am going to be more fit to destroy Sam. Okay. So... Somehow, without trying, in the matter of a month and a half, I lost 30 pounds, and now I've packed on another seven in muscle. Wow. It's only so been a few weeks now. So. It's It sort of sounds like you have this bionic ability to just use your brain and then lose weight or gain weight. Like brain fit. You just yeah. train the mind to... It's all in your head, man. That's amazing. Everything is in your Holy head. Holy crap, you're not just jacked. You're more jacked than pretty much everyone around you. You're essentially a bodybuilder. People will follow this. 
the trouble for you is, it's not like going to the gym. It's not, for me, it's not anymore, uh, oh, I'm gonna get big, people are gonna notice, blah, blah, blah. For me, it's the being there, the time out, you know what I mean? Which means that that's what I enjoy, which means that I'll be in there a lot. Oh boy, I'll wait. I'll be catching up pretty fast. Here. You have gotten to the place of enjoyment in working out? Yeah. Oh fuck, now things move quick. Case closed, done deal. More weights, more dates, right? Dude, I'm, I'm doing things like this fast, concentrating, like turning this, this muscle blue in my mind like that's where all the energy Ooh, is going mind so muscle control yeah yeah and then it, dude it'll burn two two curls and it feels like it's going to be ripped in half i'm telling you if you just flex hard enough if you squeeze hard enough if you put where, that shit in your head like you visualize you know the, the posters they put on the wall how to use this mysterious machine yeah and then it and then it highlights mm -hmm. a couple well, of muscle parts. groups mm -hmm. that's what you visualize you look at you said these are the muscles it's gonna work now you visualize that blue or that red in your muscles and now when you're making that movement you focus on using only those muscles because a lot of the time you're using your back and your legs and stuff you're kind of mm -hmm. flinging your mm -hmm. arms about mm -hmm. but if you're focusing just on the muscles that you want to work plus you get to figure out how to make those muscles do other things like twisting and stuff you can strengthen those little bits you know what i'm talking about yeah sort of you're subterranean now in the oh, muscle yeah. skeleture but this whole it. the the heating of the muscles and the redness like that kind of picturing of the muscle i think is fucking brilliant but yeah. it sounds like you can do it with so few reps like mostly your brain takes over you do two reps you laser focus on those biceps and they just get huge by and then visualization like the squats i get lost and it'll be our 15 minute rep just over and over and over. I'm just kind of zoned out, man. I'm really kind of... Are you drunk? <laughs> I wish. Wow. No, I didn't Acid? wish. Acid? No. You are, you are redesigning the entire fitness world by just mind control. Yeah, I heard some kind of quote that was real inspiring like over the weekend, but I forgot it, so I'm leaving you all hanging because I'm a mm. motherfucker. But, you know, I heard some sort of inspirational quote about... Basically, it's it's all here. Everything. You want me to give you my inspirational quote? Maybe you heard it on my TikTok. Do. Here it is. No, I, I definitely didn't hear any TikTok because you know how often I visit the TikTok. <laughs> Convince the mind and the body will follow. Where the head goes, the body follows. So like in wrestling. Yeah. Where the head goes, the I mean, body mine follows. sounded more poetic. No, yours is beautiful, and I didn't want to try. You monster you know, trucked it. I did, I did. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's okay. It's, it's my natural tendency. Same idea. I'm from the Central Valley of California. Monster <laughs> trucks are kind of my jam. That motherfucker's not joking. This show sucks, man. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's it. Convince the mind, or am I going to see church on Sunday? Sunday, Sunday. Boom. Now I want to fucking see. That's the Central go Valley to church. Church and monster trucks almonds so i go to the eye doctor 10 days ago 12 days ago something like this mm -hmm. i am 44 and a half years old your eyes still work they do still work oh, old eyes barely well so this is my first trip to an eye doctor ever in my life that wasn't my father okay right so i go and this woman is very very thorough very nice woman but very very thorough and I was there for two hours the first time. And then the second time was pretty much just a follow-up for my new contact lenses because I have developed astigmatisms. Hmm. My eyes are now misshapen. I'm also bordering on glaucoma. 
and I have exophoria. And this is where this conversation is going, exophoria. Exophoria is the inability of your eyes to track together. It's not a skin disease? No. Okay. Your no, eyes can't... Not a dick disease, not a butthole disease, none huh. of those things. Yeah. Exophoria. Yeah. So you can't... So I have double vision. Oh. I'm just seeing shadows and shapes! So there's two of Here's... you? Yes. Here's the kicker. So she tells me all these things, and I tell my dad, I'm like, Dad, what's up, bro? You've been checking my eyes all these years, and I got all this shit wrong with me, you know? But now I realize what was happening. My dad knew what the fuck was going on, but I didn't know I had double vision until she told me. It doesn't affect your vision or anything. I just thought you might want to be self-conscious for the rest of your life. You know what I'm talking about? You thought double vision was normal? Well, no, because here's what happens. When your eyes don't track properly, your brain ignores one eye most of the time. Oh. So you don't see double. You just focus on one eye. So, you know, people with the, one of those weird fucking eyes that goes off into nowhere and mm -hmm. you always wonder which one to look at. <laughs> well, obviously not the one that goes into nowhere, right. but still, it's Ig weird. Ignore that one. Right? And you know that they're catching you, shifting your eyes from their, well, right. their, one eye, their good eye, which you know is their good eye, it's like to the one very obviously fucked up, weird, handicapped, cripple eye. Stay at the left. Focus yeah. on the left. Yeah, and that's all you can think about. You never hear what they say. And then you can't wink. Anyways, if that bastard works... Your brain would be looking at two completely different pictures all the time. Their brain, and it would just be oh. fucking headaches all the time. So naturally, it's a survival instinct. Your brain goes, you know what, fuck this. I'm not looking at this one, only this one. So if they wanted to, so they see, you know, with one eye closed, basically. But if they really tried, they could see out the other eye, too. So that's kind of what I got going on. So my dad knew, because there's no way to fix it. They just keep making your glasses more and more and more and more fucked up. So my dad knew that... You know, dwelling on it or making a deal at it probably just give me some sort of excuse to be shitty in school, right? Mm. Like, well, I have this, so I can't learn. So I just worked through it, and I never knew. And now that she mentions it, if I just relax my face, everything splits. <laughs> so and it's always been that way. That's why I don't read, because the lines are like this all the time. Whoa. It takes a lot of work to pull them back together. Whoa. But I never noticed how bad it was all the time. Until someone told me, I was like, damn it. So, I have so, so many actually, questions. my dad is a genius. He's oh. an optometric genius. I, that's how you see it? Yeah. I, I see it as... I'm a trash man. So, maybe he was training you. He wanted you to be able to see, like, behind your head. Like, to detect predators. Yes. Maybe like, is, is it a lizard kind of or a chameleon, right? Have the eyes that pop out and can oh, see, like, 360? He was going Lizard King on he it. He was training you for that. He was trying to mutate me into, into the Lizard King. Right. Fuck. You want to start a street fight with me, bring it on. But you're going to be surprised by how ugly it gets. You don't even know my real name. I'm the Lizard King. How did I... Get out of my training, though. I should get back into that shit. I, well, I think you've discovered now that... Am I the Lizard King? Is your mind ready to believe that? Well, I'm starting to learn how to separate my eyes. How's your tongue movement? Is it getting longer? Well, maybe that's not... I don't think so. Uh, you got it. it so, now that we've trained the uh, eyes, that's not superhero level tongue we'll, we'll action. Work the, we'll work on the tongue next. So, I'm doing the eyes now. And yes. we just figured out that I have superhuman eyes. Start at the top. Okay. Except for the fact that I can only... On the... You know the, the first big E? Yeah. I can't see that one. And... You just guess it's an E because it's always an E. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I can't even see the black outline. <laughs> it's just a gray square. Wow. Uh, so, uh, short from that, I have amazing eyes because yeah. they're separating. Your okay, peripheral. So actually, that's the exact opposite of amazing eyes. 
That's no, the, that's amazing. You know what? That's our problem. We're always looking at ourselves in the fucking mirror. We get insecure and fucked up. If all we saw is to the left and right, dude. Could you imagine? Whole new world. If I were so inclined, I could look at two different penises at the same time at the urinal. That would be better. Instead of staring straight ahead at the I little... I just look down like I'm looking at my own wiener. Yes, But yes. actually, I'm looking at two wieners on either side of me. Yeah, it's like a periscope. So I'm always one to, to meet the neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you like to chat with the neighbors. Yeah, yeah because, right. you know... Yeah. Now, are you looking for... Well, no, I'm saying if I, if I were so inclined. Mm. That's not what I would do with it. I would rather look at vaginas with them. But I can't go into that bathroom, and they don't have stalls. Where could urinals. you use that great vision uh, to see two? I don't know, but speaking of women using urinals. No, I've we weren't seen... talking about that. That's not our subject. I've seen, have you seen those things? It's like underwear for women. It's got a little tube so they can use a urinal. Oh. Yeah, it's like a rubber. Did we invent this on one no, of our? No, I think I've seen it somewhere. Okay, tell me more. It's like a rubber underwear deal. Awesome. With kind of a little mm, area sure. in the middle. Like a little Ziploc bag or something. And, and a little low spot mm-hmm. with a little hose that comes out. So I'm assuming if you're going to the bar or baseball game or someplace where there's always yeah. a line. Yeah. You put these little beauties on in lieu of your normal undies. Mm-hmm. Now you have a little penis, and so you just go into rubber. The, yeah, go outside, pull the little hose out of your zipper, or go in the men's room, or whatever you want yeah. to do. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah. X Y Z. Examine your zipper. So it's a little, it's a little woman penis. Here's my question. I don't know how it works, but could you just be at the baseball game and you just go ahead and take your piss? You just right, and it just pools there in your little rubber underwear and then you just go drain it afterwards well then you'd be walking like these huge (laughs) elephant balls between your legs right so i'm curious how does it work does it it's just a hose and it drains as you piss it's exactly like your dick so you have to be the exact same i see when you gotta go pee you just let it go and it comes out the end of a hose just like you see i like my so they can just whip it out whenever they want your dick is hanging out i like my invention better because you have the option if you have to really rock around looking like they just shit their pants if you're in traffic let's say and wall to wall, you can't get off the highway. You, you don't think I've thought Just of that? Take your piss. You don't think there's an extension tube that plugs onto the weenus that goes to a bottle underneath the seat? So you can just let it rip? Oh, so this is the car version. You didn't tell yeah, me about no. the automotive version. There's a bottle that goes under your car seat, locks in place, so there's no embarrassing slide outs under hard braking situations right. or acceleration situations. And then when you need it, you pull the little hose out, plug it into your weenus, let it rip, unplug, coil the hose, put it back under your seat. We could put a bladder in a handbag, in a purse. Purse. A bladder in a purse mm. with a little hose that rolls out the side, plugs into your weenus hose. Yep. You let it rip, fills up the bladder in your Pee purse. Pee purses. Why don't we have this? Fuck. Dude, you can piss on the subway next to someone in the yeah. wouldn't know. Look, it's Chicks, a- I got you fucking covered. Hey, um, I just wanted to let you know I'm, I'm wet. What you mean? You it's a well. I think it helps men too. If let's say you're, we could make one for men. You're on a subway. You just came from a Broadway show. Your wife has this beautiful pea purse handbag, and you gotta go, right? You just unzip the little hole in the back, insert your penis, that's, urinate, that's, zip it up. It's still illegal. Why? But because you can't expose yourself, bro. No, no. There's a lot of leather. <laughs> the point, is, and it'd be also be very hard to maintain that while you're walking. But the point is. You also wear the weenus undies, 
It's just, it's got, it's like a condom. I'm actually touching my penis right now as I'm describing this. I'm going to try and stop that. Yeah, I think we did it, committed a crime there. Yeah, probably. It's like a condom kind of deal, right? And then instead of a little bubble on the end, it's a little hose. And then you can plug into your own little bladder bag. Hey, look, it just walked in. It's Canteen Boy. Oh, this guy is so sad. Oh, no, he's the king. He's the king. This is going to be great. Watch this. You could s- sneak into your wife's bladder bag. Yeah. Right? And just, if, if she, she hasn't know, used it. While yeah. she's walking, you just pull your hose out and plug into the right. <laughs> your handbag. No uh, mess. It's yeah. like when in, when so two airplanes heavier and heavier. Have you seen how airplanes yeah. gas each other up? Which is incredible. By it's the incredible, way. but it's just like that, just mm-hmm. with each other's. It's like a mid-flight unfuel unload. Why are we so sensitive in this culture, dude? Weenus panties for everybody. Oh, oh. I like that. Fucking mantis shrimp. He's actually neither a shrimp nor a mantis. Those bastards can see like all of them. Really? Dude, they got the craziest eyes like on the planet. And those little motherfuckers are carrying like a bat around with them. And they're straight bashing fuckers in the face. Pound for pound, he packs the biggest punch in the natural world. Have you seen these? Yeah, no. This shrimp, the shrimp, they get like a foot long. But the, instead of claws, they develop this big club. Wow. That's like one big claw. And they sneak up on these bitches like these little crabs. The crab's like, whoa, it's a good day to be a crab. And then he's like, thump, and just smashes their face. Damn right. You know why? And then just eats the shit out from the inside. You know why? Why? They're tired of being called shrimps. Bingo. Yeah. It's like, come here, crabby. They're puffing up. Those fucking shrimps are tired. It's the rising up of the little people in the ocean. Watch out. Watch out, world. This shit, just like evolution, is going to crawl up on the land. The little people on Earth are going to revolt. Take down all these big people. Looks like someone has a Napoleon complex. It's very, very clever. Freaking idiot. What if aliens invaded and all of their spaceships flew exactly five foot ten inches off the ground? Mm. We'd all be decapitated, except for the short guys. Yeah. And the short folks. And then you could repopulate the world, and then you would be genetically superior to all the tall people because there was an event that took out the tall people. So you would be the Uber race. The Uber race of 5'5"? Five five? Yeah. The Uber the yeah. shorts would be the Ubers. I like it. Vertically challenged, I prefer. Shorts feels a little bit derogatory. Oh, I, I apologize. That's a whole other plane of reality, bro. You flew on a toilet. Well, I find it more comfortable than first class. So you make the entire trip in the bathroom. As much as possible, I enjoy, you know, there's, you push a little button. First of all, a very satisfying sound. Whoosh, 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 right? Sounds like the ocean. It's like I never left Hawaii, right? Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two, every time you push that button, you get this little perfume, kind of a peachy, gardenia sort of puff. I think that's just the anti-spermicidal and anti-germicide. You think that's what it is? shit in the water. Just to prevent the Mile High Club? That's not a real thing. There's no way, by the way. That's bullshit. Now that we are one mile <laughs> up in the air, do you want to... Uh... I have no idea. No, I'm... it's impossible. Oh. I, I, I brought my tape measure on this trip. Just okay. to, you know... And you're a pretty limber guy. I'm a small guy. I'm assuming you got in there some weird positions and tried to assume another human in there with you. That's right. You. That's I right. know. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Don't worry about it. I'll be quick. I brought... I brought in a doll, body shaped, and you know, I did a handstand, one limbs hand. limbs end up getting stuck in the toilet? I did not. No parts were stuck in the toilet and or 
I mean, a little bit of my pant leg, you know, a little whoosh, turned a little blue, but I couldn't really do it in there. But worse than that is when you come out of the bathroom, you know, there's little kids everywhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and you're then, tumbling out of there. And some woman preparing your orange juice right out right. the door. Right. Yeah. I mean, they know. Nobody gets in there and does that. No way. Yeah, I don't I don't think flying is what it was in the 60s. I remember back in the day when you got on a plane and you knew you were for a good time. That was more common. See, I that's when that it was, was invented. That's yeah. when it happened. I think private. that was the thing. Now, your brother uh, is in the airline industry. My brother is in the airline mm-hmm. industry, Sam. Is there a mile-high punch card that he's responsible for as people oh, walk out? Oh, verify? Yeah. As like a verification? Mm-hmm. There should be. He should know what's going on and in his plane. Their 10th flight is free? Right. Right. I was flying. So oh, maybe they have a camera in the bathroom then to alert the pilots? Or is it... I mean, how does the pilot know there's intercourse going on? Well, there are... How does he verify? There who? are... I don't want to speak for the airline industry, but there are a lot of gadgets. Lots and lots of gadgets oh. and buttons and screens. Sounds like you and, have some inside info. I mean, it looks like... There's security for, you know, like a big event just so I'm thinking one of those screens Well they can see your butthole when you walk in there. Yeah. So, yeah. Through your pants. Right. They're all looking at your butthole. Because that's let's where face I it, Yeah. That's where a lot of people have tried to smuggle things. Yeah. And succeeded in many cases. That's where I put my gun. Yeah, well, you know, bowling ball, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you're gonna keister that son of a bitch. They're gonna they're gonna find it. <laughs> what the hell? Where'd that come from? I taught myself how to keister. Keister? Yeah. Oh. If you're going to st- stuff it in your keister and try and get it through, they're going to find it because they love digging stuff out of buttholes. Oh, is that what? That's their jam. Is that what you learned in flight school? I, I don't know. My brother doesn't dig through the buttholes. Oh. Oh, he's a, he's, he's a captain. Yes. He doesn't, he doesn't do security. He doesn't work mm. in the airport or Cinnabon. He flies the airplanes. Mm. But I'm just telling you what I know about the TSA. Wow. Those people love buttholes. Probably even more than you and I do. Because if you get detained, if you get pulled aside, and they ask you to step over the smell of that little room. Is it poopy? Yeah, it's like a porta potty in there. Oh. Yeah, you know something weird's going on. Because they're going deep and searching? I think so. I think they may be getting in there so deep, people are losing control of their bowels. Where they, I mean, they may dig in so far that there's nothing restricting anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Out of fear. Out of they fear. Love. They're just trashing the place. They like that shit, man. They're all over it. So anyway. Huh. Yeah. Oh, TSA is weird. They are very weird. Creeps. Sir, I am going to do a body cavity search. I wouldn't if I was you. Yeah, they still do like all these tests and shit where like some federal agent will walk onto an airplane with a gun. And then I go back and talk to TSA. They're like, well, you didn't see nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? They got seven buttholes <laughs> wide open up against a glass over here. Right. With excavation equipment in them pulling mm-hmm. out whatever. A caterpillar. Yeah, exactly. And yet some federal agent just walks through. We didn't see nothing. Or it's just like one of these like YouTubers like, let's see what I can get away with. And they've fucking got like box cutters, samurai swords and shit. And they're on the plane. They're like, ooh. And they're in the bathroom with their fucking butterfly knives and shit. I'll tell you one thing. If 9-11's were to happen up on this here plane, don't worry. We got them. They're, People do that? They've got dynamite strapped to them. We're like, no, what's right, up? Shut up. <laughs> you have me going for a second. I take airline safety very seriously. Too. You know, and I appreciate that. 
you helped me overcome a little fear of mine. Which is? Flying. Oh, by telling you about my brother? Right. Because he's been, how many thousands of hours has he spent right. in the air and he's never seen nothing happen? So, on the one hand, he oh, hit a bird. Hearing those statistics. No, he killed a dragonfly once with an airplane. Well, I mean, come on. Uh, Gotta creepy. take a few insect lives. It's okay. Yeah. But it, it gives me great optimism in flying, knowing that your brother has gone on hundreds and hundreds of flights. But on the other hand, if your brother was a captain on my plane, and I know he listens to this show, I'm a little scared. He might be taking you down. You know, he might be like, "Oh, let me just do a little loop-de-loop real quick." Oh, because that would yeah, be like funny. He used to do, yeah, yeah. When he used to fly them little tiny bastards out of the airport right over here, you know the like a Cessna. Yeah, the little planes that look like you gotta like put them together first, like a hang glider, <laughs> balsa wood. Right? You're looking for the like the. Did you guys have to pedal? It's it's the kind of plane, like, honestly, when my brother was telling me he was, like, flying these planes, I fully expected the pilot, you know, him to be on the ground, like, with a remote. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, that's what we used to go flying in. And it was cool at first, but then once he got more confident, he'd start fucking with me and, like, roll it on its side so I'd fall in the little door. You know, I'm looking, like, 700 feet straight down, laying on this shitty little balsa wood door. Yeah. So, no, 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 no more. But... But why would you fly on his plane ever? Well, I'm pretty sure I've looked into this. I'm pretty sure the FAA mm. doesn't allow the pilots to fuck with friends and family members mm. by doing dangerous things with the plane. I think they don't mm. allow, like they don't allow loop-de-loops, rollovers. That's a flat spins. Any, none, none of that. That's not fair to the pilot. You should be <laughs> able to drive. It's like restricting your ability to do donuts in your car. Right? It's your car. Yeah, that's also illegal. But you can do it. Yeah. I think pilots should have that ability. <clears throat> a little loop-de-loop. You know what? I support the pilots. But I, that, I, don't, I don't know that I agree with that. As an expert in aviation and travel, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, do mm-hmm. you think some pilots just give us a little turbulence just to kind of wake us up? Just on purpose. Maybe they're mad at someone in first class. What do you think it's Fucking always? with somebody? Yeah. You know, someone's yeah, just about to take their drink. No, like, hey, man, man. Yeah, check it out. Check it out. Just yeah, a little. Someone doing their makeup or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I don't know. Or maybe, maybe, maybe. We do that in cars. Maybe that's where the Mile High Club is. It's the pilots getting the brown chicken, brown cow. They're going mile high. And then they bump the little controls. Whoa, whoa, honey. Mm. So the Mile High Club, which we know is a myth because I've disproven by measuring the bathroom. But not if it's has always pilots been in the cockpit. Mm-hmm. <gasps> you realize exactly what I realized at exactly the same time because we finish each other's sandwiches. That's you gorgeous son of a bitch. why it's, it's called, called a cockpit. Joey, you ever hang around the gymnasium? We better get back now, Joey. No, Joey can stay here for a while. Wait, boom. <laughs> what layer of the earth are we on? Because we're figuring it all out tonight. Oh, dude, we're living on that other plane. We just can't see it yet. Probably the first humans to ever put that together. Dude. Aye, aye, Captain. Joey, you like movies about gladiators? This is probably going to get me in trouble, Ryan. Oh, do tell. I'd like to share. You know, my wife and I have been married 20 going on 21 years nice. this is how we communicate I-, I missed a text from her so she screenshotted the text that i missed sent it to my daughter and she said i asked dad for nuggets and he's not responding and my daughter said 
wow. And my wife said, he doesn't love me. And I said, I love you so much, I ain't going to get that shit. Because I love her. Right. I mean, you don't want... What, what is a chicken nugget, really? Yeah. Testicle? Well, who knows? <laughs> and then I said, also, do you want fries with that? You see? And then she put a little yes with a starry-eyed little smiley face. And then she said, a six-piece Happy Meal. Thanks. And then I put a barfy little emoji. And she put a little girl dancing in an excited way. And then she said, barbecue sauce, please... If you forgot, that's okay. And I said, girl, I got you extra smoky. See? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Now, what's the moral of the story? That your wife and my wife are very similar. It's no wonder they're friends. Hmm. It sounds exactly like the same kind of textation my wife and I would have. I Just feel absolute silliness. like it's very important as communicators to be passive-aggressive first. Take some time, step back, ask yourself two questions. Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? I'd like to start with cynicism. Cynicism is a good opener. I find that by immediately shutting down hmm. the reader, the wall. Yes, yeah, by, by building that wall immediately. Build the wall. Then, you know, the conversation is mine from that point forward. Yeah. So I like to lead with some cynicism. Communication is important. Yeah, and I am very, very terrible at it. Oh, no, really? You're No, you're... I mean, like, with my wife, with things that matter. Oh, but on this show, you're oh, perfect. Genius. How come you can't take these <laughs> fabulous... Are you kidding me? How come we can't take these great listening skills and jokes into the house? Oh, I can listen. Mm. I'm not real good at responding. Responding's hard. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. I have learned over the years that most of the time, she just needs to... To, to verbalize or to rant or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just there to listen. Uh-huh, sure. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's all she's really looking for. Oh, yeah. That's the best way to help. Yeah. But, yeah. And then when I do give responses, I'm usually pretty supportive, I think. You know, and I don't think my responses are bad. That's not what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about coming home from work and I had been, I don't know, I got a raise or got fired. Hi, why was your day? Good. <laughs> you know, like, I... I don't move that sort of information. I don't know. I just, I don't communicate normal facts of life. There's a little bit we should call how hard it is yes. to be Ryan and Sam's wife. Well, let's start with you. Yeah. Whoa. I'll be very, That's sure. gonna, be very quick. It's going to take a while, buddy. <laughs> it's be a series. <laughs> Start in the middle of sto- in stories. Mm. I talk exactly like my father. I talk exactly what used to annoy the hell out of me. He would pick up in the middle of a story and just tell you the second half. Mm-hmm. You're like, Dad, I have no idea what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Oh, oh, oh. And now I'm doing that constantly. You've become self aware. I have. See, I, I think. Have. It- so I can use that to my advantage. Yeah. I heard a good joke at work. Well, half our audience will think it's funny. How do you turn a fox? Into an elephant. Feed him a robust diet of potato chips, Burger King, ice cream. That's a good guess. The real answer is you marry it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. That, um, does that, that applies to both, <laughs> right? I don't know who the fox, we don't know the gender. This is a joke that is very neutral. Yeah. 
There's no. This is a genderless okay. joke. Exactly. It is a genderless joke. It is. It is also a victimless joke. I like well, the, the fox or the elephant. Who's the victim? Nobody's a victim here, Sam. We're all we're all winners. Only if they get put it's in like, a zoo. It's like punching someone in the dark. Is there really a victim there? I don't think Mm-mm. so. No. No. Sometimes that's a good app workout. I didn't see anybody there. You just start swinging when you walk yeah, down the street. I didn't see anybody there. I'm, I'm just saying that's that would be my defense. I don't swing around in dark rooms. So I'm when just when you're walking down like New York City Times Square, do you just sort of swing your fist like you're the Tasmanian Devil and whatever you hit, yeah, you absolutely hit? Absolutely not. Oh, I just explain that I don't do that. Oh, yeah. No, I don't. I don't punch people in the dark. I'm just explaining that I think it's a victimless crime. Well, if it's a victimless crime, why not commit it? an excellent point. I could have been punching people in the face all this time. There's no time like the present, Sam. Oh. And that's it. I'm out. Yeah, I'm feeling fatigued. We were on the road for a long time, Ryan. It was a long, long time, Sam. I hope people had fun, enjoyed the ride. You always hope people enjoy the ride. That's not sexual, I'm just saying. I, like Disneyland. I, uh, I ain't judging. Sometimes when your eyes roll. Like, well, no, I can see how you'd be a little gun shy about me getting judgy. Because it's kind of random. It's in your upbringing. Mine too. It just comes and goes. It does come and go. I find it fascinating. <laughs> well, uh, if you would like us to uh, come or go, then email us. You and me. Burn and Rave podcast at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Burn and Rave or Twitter at Burn and Rave pod like follow share subscribe yeah awesome do not go gentle into that good night old age should burn and rave at close of day Rage, rage against the dying of the light.